Well, hello everyone. I am Matt Williamson. How is everyone going doing today? A little snow out there. Um, first half of the pod, we are going to wrap up Steelers Cardinals, and then I got some introduce you to the Patriots. Wow. So some stuff I dug up from the Steeler game. The Cardinals offense was at 0.85 EPA on third and fourth downs. I might not mean anything to you. That's through the roof. Good. I mean, anything positive is good. Anything negative is bad. If you're at 0.85 on third and fourth downs, that is through the roof. Good for the Cardinals offense. But on first and second downs, they were at minus 0.24, which is awful. It's just a strange turn of events and frankly, a little bit fluky. I mean, it's hard to be, it's very hard. It's almost impossible to be much better on third and fourth downs as an offense than it is on early downs. And that's the case in this one. Now, Steelers defense had something to do with it, of course, but a little fluky and good for them. Hey, they made the plays when it mattered most. Steelers did not. That's for sure. How about this? Only 70% of Kyler Murray's pass attempts actually got to his target. Doesn't even mean completed, like got where they wanted to go. Very low percentage. That There was a lot of batted passes, scrambles, throwaways, things like that. So very low number. Doesn't mean he played bad. Doesn't mean Steelers D played great. It's just, I thought it was interesting. George Pickens averaged 3.07 yards per route run against the Cardinals. Now, I've told you about yards for route runs, one of my favorite stats for receiver pass catchers. If you're over two as a receiver, that's like pro bowlish stuff. He was at 3.07. Really, really good. And to give it some context, Trey McBride was at 3.54, which is bonkers for a tight end. Friermuth was there last week. Steelers lost about 18% chance of going to the playoffs. Going into this game, they were right around 75%, and now they're down to about 57%. So, this is all from Warren Sharp. I just want to read it verbatim. It's just one paragraph for you. I think it's pretty interesting. So, the Steelers' remaining strength of schedule. Based on team efficiency this season, the Steelers have the 15th easiest schedule for the remainder of the 2023 season. Okay. The Steelers have won six of their seven games while being outgained by their opponents, but it's not as if the Steelers haven't played a tough schedule. On the season, Pittsburgh has faced the NFL's fourth toughest schedule so far. They have dispatched every team that ranks below average in total efficiency. They're 5-0 against the Raiders, Rams, Titans, Packers, and Bengals. They will play just two above average teams in total efficiency over their final six games. That's the Ravens and Colts. Pittsburgh's rest-of-season schedule ranks 15th easiest and 7th easiest in the AFC. Promising. Bad loss, but promising. Some other notes from this game. Um, I thought Herbig came in and played very, very well in Siamalu. I also thought this was a pretty darn good game by Dan Moore. Now, their front isn't very good. Allen Robinson, to me, continues to bring very little to the table. I need to see less and less of him. And my note on Keanu Benton is he's just a total badass. I mean, he did some amazing things in this game, just throwing people around. I fear no, Mark Robinson is not an NFL player, 
And this was also a step backwards for Trenton Thompson. Did not have a great showing at all. Strong day for ta- for Kyler, though. I'll give him credit. I mean, he's a first overall pick. He's talented. He's getting better and better since his return as he gets more and more familiar with this new offense for him. This doesn't take anything away from Joey Porter Jr., but he was really a shell of himself. Marquise Brown, I mean, it was really a shell of himself before leaving the game for good. So Porter shut him down, but Brown was not himself. Um, Some defensive snap counts. Let's talk about the D-line here. Out of a possible 67, Ogunjobi played 55, which is higher than I'd like for him. Hayward at 49, Benton at 24. Let's keep that going up. Watts at 22, Loudermilk 19, and Liao, only five. Liao's, I don't know if he's in a doghouse, but he's out of favor. On the edge, Highsmith played 60. Watt played 53, Herbig 12, Golden 9. I like those numbers for the backups. Walker played 64 of 67 at linebacker. Robinson played 50, 43. That's problematic. I mean, that's not winning football. I mean, you're going to lose a lot of games when Walker and Robinson combined for 107 snaps. Just facts there. Roberts only lasted 15. Minka played every snap. KZ played 61. Thompson played 24. So a fair amount of big nickel with the three of them on the field together. Not a surprise. Porter also played every snap. Peterson played 53. Wallace and Sullivan played 18 and 17, respectively. Great. That's where they need to be, if not being replaced by Rush or whomever, to be honest with you. Um, Quick break, and I will introduce you to... A strange and not so great Patriot team. New England has lost five in a row. They're one and nine in their last nine games. They're one and four on the road. They're minus 52 in point differential on the road. They've only produced 13 points in their last three games, but have only given up 26. The Steelers have scored 36 over their past three. They're four and three at AccuSure this year. But this is crazy. Amazingly, New England has lost three straight games when allowing 10 points or fewer. That's the first time that's happened since 1938. Pittsburgh has yet to lose two games in a row this season. Last week was the fifth game this year that Pittsburgh scored 10 points or less. Last week was the fifth year game this year that New England scored seven points or less. New England has been outscored by 106 points this year. The Steelers by 37. Turnover differential. This couldn't be any more different. Steelers are plus 10. New England's minus nine. Steelers have 20 takeaways compared to just 11 by New England and 20 interceptions compared to six by New England. The Patriots have turned the ball over 20 times compared to just 10 by the Steelers. New England has thrown 14 interceptions compared to six by the Steelers. No team has gained more EPA from turnovers than Pittsburgh. No team has lost more EPA from turnovers than the Patriots 
who are also last in EPA earned on special teams. Not Belichickian at all. Last season, week two, when these teams match played again, played last, the Patriots held the football for 33-36. But for the season this year, New England's time of possession is at 28-11 compared to 28-41 for the Steelers. But over the past three games, the Steelers are at 32-11, Patriots are at 33-13. Pittsburgh's opponents are averaging 47.7 net passing yards per game more than the Steelers through 12 games. New England's opponents have scored 10 more touchdowns than the Patriots this year. Last week, the Chargers had zero offensive snaps inside New England's 20-yard line. And the Patriots had zero snaps inside the Los Angeles 30-yard line. 6 nothing game, by the way, in case you missed that. League average for converting a set of downs into a new set of downs is 70%. The Steelers' offense is at 66. New England's is at 64. Only the Giants at 60% and Jets at 57 are worse. However... New England's defense at 68% is better than every defense besides the Browns, Jets, and Ravens. And Pittsburgh's defense at 69% is tied for sixth best. May not see a lot of first downs. In just the last three weeks, New England's red zone offense is far and away worse than the league at 16.7%. But over that same stretch, the Steelers are 31st at 25% conversion rate. For the season, New England and Pittsburgh's red zone defense are tied for sixth best at 45.7%. Only one team, Carolina, is starting their offensive drives with worse field position than Pittsburgh. Only three, including the Steelers, start off with worse field position than New England. Over the past three games, Miami's defense leads the league, allowing just 4.2 yards per play. But the Steelers are right behind them at 4-3, and New England right behind them at 4-4. Lastly, the Steelers have trailed at the half in nine of their 12 games this year and haven't scored a first-half touchdown in their past three games. Not great. Wouldn't expect a barn burner on Thursday, folks. (laughs) I saw the over-unders at 30.5. I can't imagine this game getting that high. I really can't. All right, take care. Over and out. 